0: Back to the Get Your Happy on Hour, a 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com.
1: Hey, we back, man. 93.7 the ticket to get you happy on Hour show. Man, we back. And I'm getting my hair beyond on. Y'all know I can't dance, but that don't matter. In my mind, I'm dancing. And you can't tell me I ain't dancing. <laughs> hey, well, look here, Chris. I got Chris back with us. Yep, I'm right here with you. Hey, you man, got. look here. I got, a, I got to ask a question that's a, kind of a little off topic, but I got to ask it, man. Go ahead. Man, uh Baseball fan, uh, I've been seeing a lot of Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, uh, Royals stuff. What's up with that, man?
0: You know I'm a diehard Kansas City Royals fan.
1: I don't <laughs> like the Chiefs. I'm <laughs> a diehard Royals oh, you don't fan. like the Chiefs, but you like, the, but you like the Royals.
0: Man, I've been a baseball fan since '82. I can remember being like, I think I was like three or four years old, and my mom gave me like ten dollars to buy a friend a birthday gift for their birthday party. Yeah, I spent, I spent eight dollars on a Kansas City Royals baseball glove glove and got her like a two dollar (laughs) gift that's how much of a am. man that's (laughs) cool. i don't like the chiefs fans because man we are we literally probably like maybe 100 200 feet away from each other and the chiefs fans don't support the royals fans like we do like i mean come on man we need fans to be over there just like that for the chiefs be over there for the royals and not in y'all chiefs gear be over there in royals gear sorry yeah, well, we I,
1: touched the soft I got you. <laughs> well, I, I I've seen you a couple of times on social media, man. You threw out the first pitch, and and you seem like you yep. have quite a good relationship with a lot of the the, the Royals, man. So mm-hmm. I just yeah, noticed I that, them. and I never got to ask you about that. I was just kind of curious. Now,
0: yeah, man. When you pay for season tickets, you get a lot of benefits.
1: Oh, oh you're doing it like that? Oh. Well, I,
0: I was, but I, but that I was pre-pandemic. Pretty oh, Atlantic.
1: gotcha, 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 yeah. gotcha. Well sure, let me ask you this. Now b- being in in the LA area, uh, what about NBA?
0: Well, I always been a Laker fan. That was one of the easiest moves for me to make when I moved to LA was I, I was always a Laker fan. So I mean I moved to LA side unseen, but when you and you know this, when you're an athlete, you move where, where they tell you to go. Right. So right. luckily it just happened to be LA and I love the Lakers. I don't uh, a little sad right now. I love LeBron. He's a great human being, he's a great father and a great man. But unfortunately, Genie Bus, you know, went against Kobe's will, and Kobe said, "Never trade." He said, "Don't trade all the young talent, because you don't want to see them mature and they're not on your team." Right. And basically, we got rid of all of our young talent to bring LeBron in for one championship, and we're a little sad out here. We're a little depleted, a little mm-hmm. defeated, but you know.
1: Well, actually, uh, I'm I'm a Laker we'll fan as well. So, I, and I've always been a Laker fan. I mean since before Magic. I mean, <laughs> right. I I, I just like the Lakers. I, it was something about their upbeat, that showtime. Yep. I I just, it, it caught my attention, and I, I've always been very, very loyal to them. Yeah, however, I'm a Laker fan. Yeah, however, I am a little taken back right now because yeah. I'm not used to seeing that part of it, but I guess it'll get better. We so, went for the money, man. <laughs> well, now, football-wise, who's your team?
0: Oh, man, I really don't have a team, man. I don't – I never really was a football dude except when I tried out. But I don't know, man. Like, Kansas City – like, I, I'm not – I shouldn't say this story, man, but because you in the Midwest and it's probably – Go a ahead on, man. Places. Hey, hey, say it, man. <laughs> say it. I'm All right. Gonna... So I finished high school a year early, right? So yeah. So my senior year when I was supposed to be in school, I worked at Social Security Administration, right? So I wrote for the Kansas City Star. Uh, as a 17-year-old, and I had a job as a 17-year-old for Social Security Administration. So I would get to work at, like, 5 a.m. and work till about 12 o'clock, go get some breakfast, and then go play sports. But the sad thing is I remember I think the Chiefs had to be maybe 15-1 and one or 14-2. and two. It was, like, one of their best seasons ever. It was like, 1995. And I remember so many people betting on them to go to the Super Bowl. And I think that was the year the Chiefs lost in the first round. So many people were so sad, and I'll never forget this. It's one of the reasons why I think Chiefs fans need to calm down, but (laughs) I get to work, right? Yeah, Dude, they sent a grief counselor around to every office. I'm not lying. I'm not making this up. At work? At Social Security Administration downtown Kansas City. They sent a grief counselor and said, if anybody needs to talk, you can come to this office, blah, 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 because so many people had bet money on the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. And for them to lose the first game, it messed a lot of people up. So when I seen that a team had that much effect, because <laughs> grief counselor round, I was like, nah, I'm good. Oh, I'm man. good. I'm, that is a real story. Look up to the story. I'm telling you, they lost in the first round. <laughs> grief they counselor. They were set to go to the Super Bowl. They sent grief counselors around. I said,
1: nah, I'm good. I mean, it's not funny because I understand everybody. Nah, it. It. it's funny. The team sucks. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Hey, I gotta I gotta take a second here and say big shout out to Rebecca Keys, man. I appreciate you coming in and showing love at the event. That was real real big. Uh you didn't have to do that. I think she drove over an hour to get there each way. I mean, an hour over, an hour back. I mean I, I appreciate that. I see Scott's tuned in too. Hey Scott. You know I'm gonna come see you the first chance I get, man. I appreciate you listening to the show as well and we're going to try to keep this thing going, man. so I had to give a shout out to those two right there right quick, just to let them know that I appreciate, because I take nothing for granted. you know I think it's important to acknowledge people, especially when people go out of their way, to try to make things better by just being nice. You know, that's kind of a lost art now. It's kind of like fits in that box with uh, common sense not being common, but that's just my opinion. Back to you, Chris. man, what's next for Chris though?
0: Uh, well, right now, you know, still helping people write their books. Okay. Uh, we're in
1: first quarter.
0: So I normally only write about I, don't, I normally only carry about three clients a quarter okay. uh, because in the middle of me fine tuning my science and laboratory work and research, I spend time writing books for others as I'm writing because it helps me keep my brain sharp. Mm-hmm. So probably going to get a couple of more books out this first quarter and second quarter. And we're in the waiting for the lecture tour. We're in the last stage of funding. Uh, to take it to proof of concept a lot of people don't understand all that you have to go through to get a science to prove so you have to go through so many different things to prove the concept prove this and so we're in the last stage of funding for the last step and that is a, a, a nationwide lecture tour called an evening with christopher johnson and the classroom of love it's mm-hmm. gonna be something this world's never seen and uh, we're just in, we're just right there. We're close, man. We're right there, man. We're right there. So hopefully this year or next year, we'll be going to uh, our last stage uh, with proof of concept and doing the lecture tour. How long? That's have it, you, man.
1: How long you been working on that?
0: I got the copyright in 20 2014. I've been working on it for a decade. The first lecture I did was in 2010 and they came at me. I don't a lot of people don't know this. My third book, Hang Up the Phone, the Guide to Getting Over Your Ex in 30 Days. I was in the middle like my first year going after my PhD and I did something very different in psychology. Normally in psychology, they'll have you write a letter to the person that harmed you mm-hmm. and then mail it or throw it away. With well, me, I had people write a letter to love. And that was something groundbreaking that hadn't been done before. To talk about how love may have hurt you blah 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 and then people started coming at me like, "Yo, you got to do a lecture. So I started then. And then that's when I knew it was a need for it. So that's when I started, you know, pursuing the Ph.D. so I can actually create the science and try to change this world when it comes to love. And we have been working on it for a decade now.
1: Wow. A decade, Man, congrats yeah. on that, man, because uh, that's a lot of work, dude. That's a lot, a lot, lot of work. Of work. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. And, see, and that's the part that a lot of people don't see. They only see the finished product. They don't, they don't see, see the hustle, man. Yeah, they don't see the, the grind. I mean. They don't see it. Man, 10 years. Well, look, I noticed you be on this golf course a little bit too, man. What's up with that, man?
0: Man, I try to get my – I try to get everything done by 11 o'clock so I get to the golf course by eleven <laughs> thirty,
1: man. Are you good, Chris, or are you just out there like me just playing?
0: All I'm going to say is this. Anybody that wants to put up some type of monetary wager,
1: <laughs> we
0: can discuss it. We can discuss it. I don't it. say by handicap or nothing. I just say, hey, <laughs> we're feeling that strong about your game. See, so invite me up and we can have a discussion.
1: See, we have to have a sit down and see what's happening. Huh? We, will, we will be friends afterwards,
0: though. That okay. has to be a nice size wager, though. I got you. I got you. I play with Shrek signs, though. So since I play with Shrek signs, somebody already sees me with Shrek signs. They're like, now nah, he can play.
1: <laughs> man well, I, out there with Wilsons and stuff Yeah well you know hey I'm not very good at it but I love the game I think it's a uh, Man it's, I heard you can play man stop No, nah, I mean I know how to play I don't think they're gonna be Inviting me to Georgia no time soon I don't think I'll be trying to get no green jacket But what That's I will right. say is this The reasons why I play I play in a lot of Tournaments to like charitable tournaments where right. you raise money for like like we go to Tulsa twice a year we go down and we raise money for the children's hospital right. you know I like doing stuff like that because to me whether I win or lose on the course we raising money for a great cause so it's now a win-win for part. me
0: yeah that's the best part
1: yeah and I you know so in that respect but I love the game itself it's kind of like for me golf is like a, if it's a such thing as pushing a pause button on life. Mm-hmm. The golf course does that for me. I mean, I can mm-hmm. go out there. When I cut my car off and get my clubs out, it's like pause. Hey, I like that. Yeah. Then I play 18 holes, however long it takes, fine. And then when I get back to the car and start the car, the pause button comes back on it. You know, it right. comes off and life goes on. So, 100%. Yeah. I really – that's how I look at it. Well, Chris, I um, I, I got to ask you another question, but this one is basically – this is for everybody that's listening. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I had no clue how to write a book. Let's just get that out there. And you, I mean, you and Michael Hunter, between the two of you, y'all basically walked me through the whole process. How, if someone is inspired to write a book that may be challenged like I was, how do they reach out to you?
0: Well, the number one thing you can do is go to my Instagram. My Instagram is Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R Chris, C-H-R-I-S Johnson. Go to my Instagram, reach out. I'll definitely try to help you out um, and see if I can be a help to you. But uh, I really want everybody to understand this. I love doing it. And there's not many companies like mine that won't charge you a huge fee. But just start somewhere. So many people have so many ideas and so many thoughts and then emotions are involved and all that. My thing I tell all my authors is to start off with a table of contents, come up with 20 titles that you feel you can speak to with your story and then just start from there. Uh, But if you do need somebody like me, like I said, because anybody listening, this is just between us and your friends, right? Right. Anybody listening, because y'all know Ricky, y'all can reach out to me
1: uh, (laughs) on my Instagram.
0: And not only because y'all know him. If y'all don't know him, then I can't help you. <laughs> y'all know Ricky, and that's my guy. Y'all can reach out. Um, once again, my Instagram is Doctor spelled out Chris Johnson, and reach out to me on Instagram. And uh, I definitely like to teach all my authors the right way to do business. So that's why a lot of people don't understand. When I first talk to somebody, I tell them, "Don't tell me anything until we get an NDA,"
1: right? Because
0: it's very important for you to start off professional as a writer. Right. Anybody can write. But can you make it a business, which is something you did very well for yourself? You made your books into a
1: business. But I can so I also, people hey, understand that. I can also <laughs> attest to this. You definitely told me, stop, don't say nothing. Yep. <laughs> I'll send you, some, I'll send you nothing. NDA and then we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yep. So,
0: because I want to protect my writers. So many people don't understand nowadays with the monetization of like lives, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Like your story can easily be diluted by somebody else using it. But that's why I tell people, be quiet. Wait till you find the right person that can help you. And anybody trying to help you write a book, any company, because there are companies all over this country that do it. Yeah. But anybody trying to help you, if they don't offer you an NDA first, if they tell you, yo, yo, tell me your story to them, the wrong people. You have to protect your story because you are the person that we're investing in. I can just, I can help you put the page, the words on the page, but it's your story we're investing in, and we have to protect you from beginning to end. So that's why I try to teach people the right way to write books.
1: You know, it's funny because you know? I, ever since uh, I've gotten these books out, I get a thousand calls. Hey, we saw your book on such and such. We, we have an a, a idea or we have a suggestion on how you can monetize. I mean, they got all these great ideas, and I just... I ain't going for that, man, especially if I don't know I tried know to you.
0: be the buffer for you for a little bit, but yeah, you got well, too
1: big. No, you, you good, you big. good.
0: They started following you everywhere. <laughs> I tried to be the buffer, but you were everywhere about your books. and so we were like, oh, yeah, we going to get in. I got a bad
1: side,
0: too. Y'all got to be careful,
1: man. Hey, listen, this is 93.7 The Ticket. We about to take a, one more break, and then we'll be right back. Hang in there with me just a little bit longer, Chris. All right, man. Okay, y'all, we'll be right back.